0: listening to our wayward life a podcast about living life a bit differently we're Natalie and Daniel a married couple from Tennessee in 2015 we sold everything we owned moved overseas and we've been living the expat life ever since stick around to hear about our travel experiences both good and bad our expat adventures and everything in between
1: Welcome back to episode number 14.
0: We are really excited today because we have the people who are responsible for our podcast here with yeah. us.
1: So everybody's got these people to blame.
0: Yeah. So if you're looking for somebody mm. to blame for the Our Wayward Life podcast.
1: For the people who have to listen to me talk.
0: Yeah. Especially those people. Yeah. Mm. We've got Alan and Leanne from A Sideways Life. So welcome, y'all.
2: Hi. Hi. Thank you for having No
1: worries.
0: So... I don't remember was it April I think April Alan Leanne interviewed us for their podcast and they inspired us and then we started like harassing them with a billion questions a day about <laughs> podcasting and they were so nice and answered all of them
1: Yeah and they didn't block us shockingly
0: Yeah We expected to get blocked but you know like from that first interview it honestly felt like we've been friends forever And, Mm. yeah, so we're really appreciative of you guys for your guidance in podcasting and that we have someone else to blame. (laughs) 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 You are welcome. So how long have the two of you been podcasting? Mm. Mm
3: -hmm. It it depends on the question whether you're asking whether we've been continually podcasting or when we did our first podcast. Consistently. Consistent is the word. Both, please.
2: I think we started maybe... Is it 2018 or 2019? 18, I think. 18. Yeah, late 2018. Yeah. Um, and we did it... We were travelling full-time at the time, so we focused a lot on places we'd been, so each episode was about a place that we'd been to. Um, and then the pandemic happened, so that kind of stopped that. Mm-hmm.
3: mm But yeah. then we sort of picked it up again probably last year, wasn't it, when we first... Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe early last year. And we just said, let's give it a go. Because I think we left it, and then we looked at the stats. And we were like, holy shit, how have we got, like, X number of downloads? When we've done nothing. People listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, funny story, there was a, um, there's, there's a tiki bar. I think we've told you, the guys. This is a tiki bar on the island of Gili Trawangan. And it's a tiny little island near, in Indonesia, near Bali. And a guy, and the guy who owns it messaged us and said, you know, someone, a customer just came in and said, I've come to your tiki bar because I heard you on a podcast. And oh, the wow. only podcast he's ever done is ours.
0: That's amazing. That so, oh, was
3: cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool.
0: Maybe during the pandemic oh. people like needed an escape for travel since they couldn't go anywhere and they found your podcast to fill that void for them.
3: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. In fact, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether you're gonna you know, ask about the name change, but that was one of the reasons for changing the name.
0: Well, uh, that was actually was. my next question was just so you guys are now a sideways life. What were you before? Mm-hmm.
3: We were the Thravelers. That's and, right, That's What we thought was a very clever name because it's travel for over 30s. Yeah. Um, what we didn't want to do was say, we, you know, we're going to go to Bali, wear a, string, wear a string vest and talk about a non-existent startup and basically just bore the shit out of everyone <laughs> who listened to us. Um, sorry to anyone who's listening who's talking about startups <laughs> It's like I'm an, I'm an independent
0: um, kite designer yes. and I play the flute on the weekends. That's those people. That's what I feel like. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, yes. So we just wanted to say make, mainly it was over 30, uh, over 30s. Um, so we yeah, because
2: when we were looking at, at things out there as well, like podcasts or blogs or YouTube channels, there wasn't a lot for people who were digital nomads but not in their early 20s and, and, and hopping around a lot and, <clears throat> like you say, having that, that kind of Bali beach life. And we just felt that it wasn't very representative of what the digital nomad community actually looks like. Yeah. Um, so we thought we'd have a go.
3: Yeah. Oh. So we changed that, uh, but, but then obviously the restrictions happened and we felt that it was irresponsible for us to start talking about travel because we weren't travelling either. We were, we were locked down in Lithuania and then Croatia. So over a period of 12 months, we travelled, you know, like we went to four countries and three of those we drove through. Um, so, and then
2: stayed at home when we got there. <laughs> yeah, I stayed at
3: home. So um, so we felt it wasn't right to keep talking about travel mm. in, in that yeah. way, which is why we changed it to side of Life and it's uh, living and working abroad.
0: I think it's a very responsible choice, number one, and like not putting out a bad example of like, pandemic, let's travel everywhere, yeah. or like <laughs> pretending you're traveling when you know you're not actually doing that. But and I think like a sideways life, it's very similar to like, our ideas of wayward life is just living life a bit differently. And what does it look like to live abroad to work abroad? To do the normal things, not be on holiday somewhere and have that like beach vacation vibe, but actually to live your normal everyday life.
1: Yeah, just in a different place that you don't have to work as hard or do.
0: Yeah, that is true. Um, Okay, so a sideways life before you settled where you are now, which is in Croatia. Can you tell mm-hmm. us like what was your journey of like becoming an expat? How did you make that leap or decide to make that change just to like abandon your normal life and become expats? Mm-hmm.
2: So I think it, it really started when we went we went on a like a long weekend for our mom's birthday. And we were sat in Dijon in a beautiful square on a sunny day. Um, and we were just looking at the, like, the local newspaper, the English version of the local newspaper. And we were looking just out of curiosity through the, the property ads and saw that uh, uh, an apartment about the same that we had back home, which at the time was Manchester City Centre in the northwest of England, was costing the same as a four-bed villa um, outside of Dijon. So that just kind of got us thinking in terms of, well, actually, that was that would be a really nice life to have. And I always remember we came back to the, the place we were staying in, the owner who had a place next door. We sat eating his lunch with a glass of wine. And we were just like, what a lovely, lovely life. Um, so then we chatted about it. And what was always difficult for us is that we didn't, we never left the UK because we didn't like it. We loved our friends. We loved our jobs. We loved where we lived. It wasn't a case of we wanted to change our life to get away from that. It just didn't feel right. We felt we could do more and we felt like we wanted a bit of a,
3: a bit more of an adventure. And it was never, yeah, and as Leanne says, we just got in the car, we made the decision, got in the car, drove down to Spain, was where we started. Um, we were there for about four years. And we're all, you know, every weekend you'd think, well, if it's not working out, we'll just pack the car up and just go back to the UK. It wasn't yeah. like we are now, that us, out the UK, uh, you know, two fingers up at the UK. It was just, no, we're on an adventure. Yeah, And then when Brexit happened, um, we started moving around a bit more. Um, our aim was to try and do every country in Europe before the 31st of January last year, which we would have done, I think, apart from uh, apart from COVID. Mm. Yeah. I think yeah.
2: it, it turned into that, didn't it? Like, to, to fill in some of the gaps. Like, we chose the south of Spain because um, it's near Gibraltar, which is UK territory, so it's easy to work there in English. Um, and then we chose to travel because of the, the Brexit vote, and we knew we had a limited time where we could do it quite freely. And we only intended that to be six months, and that turned into four and a bit years and like i said it's always we have always seen it as an adventure rather than a we are now expats and this is our life it's just like we we don't think we want to go back to the uk right now we think we want to keep living and working abroad um but we're constantly reviewing that and seeing what what works and where works
1: absolutely
0: yeah i like that outlook and i feel like when we left um the us it was quite similar because we said we're in jobs that we love We, our families are here. It's really comfortable. We like our house. We love our friends. There was nothing that's like, we've got to get out of here.
1: No, we weren't running from anything. But we,
0: but the same thing, we just felt like we just want a bit more from our life. And if we don't like it, we can always come back. And I like that you said like, you're constantly reviewing that. It's not like, this is where I am for the rest of my life. And I feel like, you know, some days I'm ready to pack up and get the hell out of here And then other days I'm like, oh, I could be here for 10 more years. Like, you know, it does take that like constant reflection about where you are and to think, you know, it is just an adventure and where do you want the next stop on your adventure to be? So I love that outlook.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. And I think as well, if you really think about it, it's not that different to how anybody thinks about their life. No, I'm sure most people have a job and consider where they're going to go next or what they want to achieve in their career or where they want to live, that type of house they want, whether they want kids, whether, you know, there's always these little, or decisions you need to make along the way and and being an expat it's it's just different types of decisions I
1: think yeah
0: yeah that's very true I and like people that.
1: don't realize how tough the decisions can be I mean there's tough decisions that you have to make when you're at home but sometimes they can be just as tough or if not tougher when you're away
0: well you don't have like your support group if, if that's how you were with your family and friends before you feel a bit like maybe you feel isolated at times but yeah. Anyways I would also like to apologize If you can hear Our screaming neighbors
1: They have like, a child That's not happy 95% <laughs> of the time Yeah
0: They just scream a lot so, here. Yeah Um anyway. Hi neighbors Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: We don't talk to them oh. <laughs> But I'll, I'll let them know You said it. <laughs> um
0: We should do another episode On Noisy neighbors On noisy neighbors
1: <laughs> Um <laughs>
0: Okay. So when you decided to move out of the UK, how did your families and your like close friends, how did they respond? Were they kind of like, what are you doing? Or, wow, that's awesome. What was the response?
2: Both. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I think my, my mom and dad actually lived and worked abroad in Saudi Arabia for five years with my sisters before I was born. So my dad understood the, the drive to want to be somewhere, somewhere abroad. So I think he got it. My mum, of course, you know, we, she's sad to, sad to see us go. We, we, we live fairly close. So we see her fairly often. Your family?
3: Well, my brother is, is very much into Italy um, and uh, he's with an Italian girl. Um, and so I think his plans are overall to move to Italy. My little sister moved to New Zealand after we left or before?
2: um after but but
3: not long after yeah not long after um so i think my mum felt that everyone just wanted to get away from her (laughs) um and uh (laughs) but that's obviously not the case yeah um and and i think that i think just it's it's funny because family is just like you know oh well we want you to stay close but then part of them want you to want you to live whereas the friends um they were generally most of them were supportive and then those people who weren't were the ones who we discovered weren't actually great friends in the first place and we've looked to yeah, We've not lost
2: kind of lost touch
3: yeah 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 whereas we've got sort friend of friends uh Seth and paul who uh, hello if you're listening who are like our biggest champions aren't they they
2: yeah and they love it because they just see it a case of like well where we're at alan Leanne in the world cool i want to go there and we'll we'll meet up and yeah yeah you know, have a bit of a holiday so
3: we did that we went to they were there <laughs> They were in Goa on holiday, and so we said, "Oh, we'll come to Goa." They went, "Yeah, great, come along." So we just flew over to Goa and had because we were in um, South, Delhi or somewhere in the time, weren't mm-hmm. we? And we just went and met them in Goa, and we've done that with a couple of friends. But I met them wherever they are. That's so yeah, that's much amazing. fun. So uh, yeah, generally it's cool. Yeah, uh,
2: no, it is, but I think I think maybe people understood the because when we flipped from because we were we we're expats in Spain for about four and a half years, and then we switched to to travelling full time. I think I think particularly our family found that a bit more difficult to understand. Yeah. Um, just because I guess you can, you can imagine how you know, you're going somewhere else and you're setting up, you know, a home and, and being part of the community and that type of thing. Whereas if you're moving, you have such a transient lifestyle. Yeah. But yeah. And it's not for everyone. I think they were concerned that we were perhaps missing out on that. Yeah. It's not for no, everyone.
0: And a lot not. of people who they would hate that lifestyle. So they don't understand it for someone else either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I th- I think we had similar experiences with family and friends mostly supportive a bit like ooh, middle east that's scary but you know now they
1: now they understand yeah, now they
0: understand but i do think it's quite interesting to talk to you guys though because since you're from the uk so many people do actually leave maybe they come back eventually but because you're connected to a lot of the rest of the world it's easier to leave i guess whereas like being in the u.s it's
1: It's a long way to get out of the U.S.
0: Yeah. People just stay where they're Mm -hmm. from, I find. Yeah. So, interesting. Um, All right. So, this one is a bit of a serious question. Uh, How has being an expat, either staying in one place or traveling around, how has it affected your mental health and your overall outlook on life?
3: Take a moment if you need. Good question. Great question want to go first? Yeah, I think let's take, let's take the overall outlook on life. Um, I think it's definitely compi- kind of... They talk about a portfolio. Is it, am I using the right word? Portfolio career? Mm. Where you go from like gig to gig to gig. Well, it kind of helps you to look at your life a bit more like that, that it's a portfolio life. So, all right, we're doing three months now in Croatia. And then after that, we don't know where we're going to go. Well, we not now, but we'll do three months in Slovenia. After that, where will we go? And we're like, well, we've got lots of places we can go. And then we went to Croatia for three months and ended up staying for 15 months. Yeah. So it helps you, to, helps you with your outlook in that. In terms of mental health, um, I think we've been big advocates for discussing and openly discussing mental health. And, um, and it does, it affects you in lots of different ways. Missing friends, um, difficulty making new friends because you're in a different country. And then also the difficulty of making a friend and then going, right, well, we're moving on. We've just met some, uh, met a, a couple from Germany. Who who seem very very like they seem like our kind of people, but we know in May we're off somewhere else, and so and they're going to stay here potentially. So, you mm-hmm. know, is that what do you think, Leah?
2: Um, I think I mean mental health is, is something we've we've talked about on our podcast a few times, and um, and I mentioned that personally I've suffered with anxiety in the past, and um, when we were in the UK and and had panic attacks and wasn't in a in a good place and. And for me, having that shift of working abroad, while it did put strain on other aspects, such as the, the social support, um, it actually freed up a lot of my, I guess it's my brain power thinking power brains, headspace to to actually just manage things differently and, and disconnect from work a bit more. I think that was the main, the main driver of my anxiety was the inability to disconnect. So it allowed me to do that. Um, but at the same time, I've had to be a lot more aware of how my, my mental health is and I'm a lot more open with Al in terms of how I'm feeling. Um, so even last week, I think I said to you just on a Tuesday, I was like, I feel a bit blue today. I feel a bit, I'm motivating a bit down. And, and it's just having that self-awareness and also that trust in if you are traveling with, with somebody, whether it's your partner or a friend, is being open and having that conversation. Because often you just, you just need to express how you're feeling and that is enough for me in terms of, a coping me- mechanism that
3: day and i think that a lot of people would do in that situation and i used to do that was thinking leanne's feeling a bit down okay i need to cheer her up yeah and it's not about that is it? it's about yeah, yeah so it's yeah. about saying you know you know is there any reason why you're down and then if she wants to talk about it, she will do it. if she doesn't she just not trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. But I think there is one other aspect as well, particularly in Europe and particularly in the former Yugoslavia, um, which is the Balkans, which is uh, uh, Slovenia, Croatia, um, uh, Serbia,
2: Montenegro, um, Montenegro still, all those. Yeah.
3: Um, and also in Spain, mainland Spain, is that there, there's much more of a family feel, and there's almost, no, there's almost much, much less of an ego. So in the U.K, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in the U.K., then every three years you'll get a brand new car. you'll get the most expensive car you can get on lease. Uh, you'll, you'll go and buy the most expensive house you possibly can, even if the p- payments are a little bit tough, but, you know, you've got a nice house. If you go out, you tend to talk about how busy you are at work and, you know, how important you are and all that kind of thing. And it's just a culture thing. I don't know whether it's the same in the US because yes, we not spent much time there. Much. But
0: Definitely,
3: I think so. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether you find it with the UAE, but you just come somewhere else where it's so refreshing and 19-year-olds are driving around in cars that are older than them who don't give a crap about the fact that it's falling to pieces because... You know what's important to them is going out with their friends and having a few beers and you know just having a great life going you know stand up paddleboarding or whatever yeah. yeah
0: so i would say the uae is quite different because it can be quite flashy here obviously you know gold lamborghinis and whatnot but uh but coming from the states especially for us i know that we always equated like busyness with productivity And with happiness and success and moving Mm -hmm. here, like Leanna, you were saying that you can now like separate or disconnect. I found that like before I would, both of us, we would just work as many hours as there were in the day. It didn't matter if it was eight Mm -hmm. hours or 17 hours, we would just continue to do that spend our weekends working or thinking and talking about work. And now it's like, nope, it's not my work time. This is my personal time. We're going to hang, we're going to hang out together. We're going to go to the beach, go for a walk, just go see a movie, sit and stare at the wall together. Like whatever it is, just, uh, we're able to disconnect a lot more easily than we were in the States. And I don't know if it's like the culture of constantly like being busy. And that's a sign of, how well. successful you are, yeah, but yeah, and then also like the idea of like trying to keep up with everyone spending the same amount of money, and
2: that's not that's not my style. <laughs>
3: no, absolutely.
2: Yeah, but, definitely, you put a lot of pressure on yourself, to, yeah, to keep up with the expectations of other people, whether they their real expectations or just what you perceive their expectations to be. But for us, it it it, it worked, and it felt easier to balance. off work and life but at the same time I think if you're somebody who suffers with mental health and are thinking about becoming an expat or, or moving abroad I think you really have to consider what is working for you right now in terms of your coping mechanisms because if it's impossible for you to take even some of those with you it's going to be so difficult so I think you really have to have to know yourself and really evaluate whether you know how you would cope when you when you move abroad
1: yeah can you can you handle the stress and can you handle the different stresses mm-hmm. that are going to be put on you?
2: Yeah.
0: Like if you're, you know, yeah. if you struggle with like an interaction where no one is understanding you speaking English or even something like you can't find bread at the grocery store, whatever it is. Like those simple things can like be really big stressors for you. Um, I do find that like moving abroad together made it a bit, a good bit easier than I think moving abroad solo because I know I have that one person yeah. that understands me and that I can go to and that I can express my feelings and, you know, he'll be, like, compassionate and listen to me. Yeah, and understands so. exactly
2: what you're going through. Yeah. yeah. You're going through it together.
0: Yeah. So Which d-
1: makes it a whole lot easier.
2: Yeah, it
0: definitely does. So support groups or support networks, networks and communities yeah. are really important. Yeah. Have you found that where you are now that you've – Um, obviously you have the friends from Germany who are there, but have you made a good network of people where you are?
2: We have, and we've actually done it quicker than we did when we were in Spain. Mm. Um, I think it's, I think there's maybe a few different reasons. I think that, you know, that I think with the pandemic, people are a lot more inclined to want to socialise because they've had such big periods without it. So I think... We've experienced that, um, and also just where we are, it's a lot. It's a lot smaller, isn't it? So I think mm. with that, there's there's fewer expats, so it's 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 a bit easier to connect with people because e- people are equally wanting to connect with you. Um, so
3: yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I agree exactly what you said there. I think we've uh, we've met some great people, and it's um, <clears throat> I think what you, one thing that you the and moving abroad and um, need to need to realize is that if you are in your home country and you say, I like people who vote this particular way, believe this particular thing are religious and um, like drinking, for example, then you're going to have to sort of, you'd have to, you have to just broaden your like, your like criteria when you go abroad, because then you'll end up talking to people who uh, probably don't speak your, your language natively or may vote in a different way or uh, may be anti-vax or whatever and so you just you, you know you can't be quite as picky which sounds weird but you can't be quite as picky when you go somewhere abroad because there's fewer people and so therefore you just have to sort of broaden it a little bit and just and that is good it's refreshing is the end? i've met people and then we've gone ah, oh, yeah actually we never really considered that point of view uh, still not sure we necessarily agree with it but yeah you know and it helped i think it does help that way does that, is that fair to say
2: definitely and i think that's what what we love about travel as well is seeing different viewpoints different cultures different ways of of living and we're not going to agree with every single one of them but if it helps us broaden you know our knowledge it helps us be more accepting as people then i think that's a positive thing Very
0: we just did so. a a podcast episode about like the pros of being an expat the benefits all the things we love and that's one of the main things that we love is it just forces you to become more culturally yeah. aware more sensitive more compassionate um, and if it doesn't, you're doing expat life wrong. Like yeah. you're just, you moved your one bubble <laughs> to a different bubble. And we, you know, there are people who do yeah. that. Yeah. Um. But for us, one of the most fulfilling parts of being an expat is that we've learned so much. Like we thought we were open, adaptable, before, flexible yeah. before, but now it's just like totally different level. And you have to, it's so easy to be friends with, be friends or be friendly with people who are similar to you but it puts you out of your comfort zone to really be open to listening to someone who has an opposing view and just listening for the sake of listening, not to have a response, not to give a rebuttal, like to tell them why they're wrong, but, and you don't have to believe what they believe, but just to accept them for who they are and listen to them and learn about cultural differences, religious differences. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think like we've grown so much as people through those experiences and that's something that I think, like, when we go back home, it's something that I really notice. I don't know how you feel that, like, people who've never lived abroad, it's just a very different mindset.
3: Neither of us want to comment on that. <laughs> uh, maybe yes. not people you know sure people directly, like <laughs> but
0: people that you may witness.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh,
3: yeah. Okay. Definitely. and You almost want to say, just go and spend you know, a week in Bosnia, for example, and yeah. you're gonna, suddenly you're, things will change about the way that you look at your own life. Yeah.
2: Agreed.
0: Yeah, I agree with that too. You wish you could offer them that experience, right? Like just to say, like, come and look at it through different eyes. Don't look at it as, as a vacation or as a holiday, but just come like experience the culture. And yeah, your mind will mean, be open. It's understandable,
2: you know, we've been, we've been to places where we've gone in thinking, oh no. Bit nervous about this one or you when know, we think this might be a bit of a culture shock and, and how are we going to deal with it and so i understand where people are coming from if you haven't had that experience you don't know what you don't know um but i think it's yeah for us it's definitely made us braver like you said more compassionate more open to different people and ways of life and ultimately i think that that is it's been good for us
1: mm-hmm yeah most definitely
0: I agree with that as well so that actually what you said leads us right into our next question so this is a bit more fun it's about traveling so where is a place that you didn't have the highest hopes for maybe you thought like oh I'm not sure I'm gonna like this gonna be a culture shock and you just ended up loving
3: it
2: I think we might have different ones actually
3: really you go first
2: mine was India um India was never really on my list as somewhere I really wanted to go um, but it wasn't ours um, so as we said when our, when our friends ended up um, going to India then it, it gave us a, a situation where we could kind of bring it up the list um, so I was really excited I was like oh god it's gonna be such a culture shock and I'm introverted so the fact you know Bangkok pushes my boundaries after three days I'm like get me out of here so I was I was a bit nervous about going especially to Delhi and but I absolutely loved it I would have spent twice as long there. It was just the buzz and the hustle and the people were so beautiful and lovely and, and the scenery and the food and the stories they want to tell you and such an open and generous culture. I could have spent weeks there, whereas Al didn't get on with it as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help because we went to two places. Um, we went to one place that was, was dry and so there's no, out, apart from in like two, two places that you could go. Um, and so that was a bit of a challenge. Um, uh, but the second time was I was I was relatively ill and I won't go into the details of how, of, of deli how Belly
0: you deli yeah deli, deli belly. belly for about
3: six <laughs> six weeks oh, no. and then for about six months back in the UK after that as well um, oh. I really wasn't right and so I think that t- that tainted if you don't if you don't mind me using that word that tainted <laughs> my my view of it a little bit um I think I'd like to I'd like to go back for a couple of weeks maybe to, uh, to 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 Mumbai or something and just see if it really is if it if it really was that I was ill. Or you were just in a
2: bad mood.
3: I was just in a bad mood for about like six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um so my choice is gonna be Bosnia and Herzegovina or Herzegovina as they call it over here. Um that was the place we we're really like quite scared about because um uh, I, I think we're all probably of the age we can just about remember the war of the 90s and seeing it on TV and then going somewhere like that. And it turned out to be, I think we've said this to you before, it turned out to be one of the most amazing places, certainly for me, uh, the most, most amazing places. The people were just incredible. Um, yes, there's still division, uh, particularly uh, particularly in the south, in, near Mostar, there's still division. And, and of course, I'm sure there always will be, it's only been 25 years. Um, and yes, there's harrowing scenes in the north, well, everywhere, but, you know, particularly monuments in Sarajevo and stuff. But we got there and almost every single person were just like, why are you here? Um, you know, tell us what, what brought you here. We're, we're, thank you so much for coming to our country. Let, you know, let me show you this and have you tried our local Aww. beer? And, wow. you know, that kind of stuff. And it was just cool. It's a bit like you mentioned your, uh, your time in Georgia and it was it's kind of a similar yeah. sort of vibe we got. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: amazing.
1: Yeah, it's really cool when you go, you know, to a country that you don't expect. You you expect to have a good time, but then it impresses you 10 times more. It's just, to me, it's one of the coolest things ever.
0: Yeah, what would your choice be?
1: Mine would be uh, Kazakhstan. Yeah. We went to Kazakhstan on recommendations from a friend. He's like, here go this. And this guy's been to, I think he's two countries away from being to every country in the world. All the countries. So <laughs>
0: he's a journalist. So John, if you're listening, it's about you.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he's like, just go here. And I was like, I'm not so sure about Kazakhstan. And he's like, just try it. So we booked tickets kind of last minute. And rucked up Yeah, and and it went. was,
0: it was national day, Yeah, national, national day here, which is uh, the beginning of December. And we get like a long weekend. So I think we went for four nights. Yeah freezing cold yeah so we
1: we land at the airport and this lady picks us up and spoke no english
0: we also rookie mistake you know as seasoned travelers you should know don't arrive to a new country where you don't speak the language with no money in the middle of the night but you know we did that so
1: and the atms there (laughs) close at 10 a or 10 p.m yeah so it's kind of like we got there like one they're like do you need cash and i was like yeah but it closed three hours ago (laughs) so i really can't get a lot
0: luckily she let us pay her the next day she was so nice
1: yes But that was one place I did not think that I I knew I'd have fun, but I didn't think I would like it as much. And that was one of the coolest places we've ever been. I would go back hands down. I wanna go back in the summer. Yeah, and, a different season would be great. and see more of the city, but we had more fun than you can imagine.
0: And like you said, how people were just so excited, like why are you here? Like what on earth what on earth are you doing in our country? Like we're happy yeah, to have you, but you how did you end up here? And then um few places we actually went to this one restaurant and we're sitting there just having lunch like we just went in because it was so cold outside we're like we need to warm up go inside order some soup or whatever everybody from the kitchen was like peeking out the door like looking at us and i was like i was like maybe they're not actually open and we've just like come in and sat down and order food and uh then they came out and they were like are you americans we've never had an american here (laughs) And we were like yeah and we ended up talking to everybody that worked there taking pictures together i mean and not like gosh we're not anything you know but like but for us to have that experience with them was equally amazing and
1: uh yeah all the staff coming out of the kitchen can we take a picture it was like sure yeah, yeah.
0: and they were telling us you know like all their favorite places to go to and what we had to go see while we were there and before going to Kazakhstan, I never don't, I don't think I ever would have like walked out to a street, put my hand up and just like expected to, for a car to stop for me other than an actual taxi. And in Kazakhstan, they do that. If you're, if they're going your direction, you just put your hand out and they'll pull over and give you a ride.
1: Yeah. Free of charge. Oh, yeah. Cool. Just, just like, get,
0: Hey, I'm going that way. So why not take you with me? And then you have this conversation, you know, with broken language with somebody that's giving you a ride, it's, it was just such an amazing
1: experience. And they get really offended if you try to pay them. I found that out the first time. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't really? trying to offend you. I was just trying to be nice. And he's like, no, no, you don't pay. If I'm going this way, you go with me. I was like, yes, sir. Whatever you We're say. We're so sorry. So just a tip to anybody who shows up to Kazakhstan, don't pay anybody <laughs> if you get like one nice. of the free rides.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So on the opposite side of that, what do you think is the most overrated place you've ever been? like some place that people rave about it's supposed to be amazing and you get there and you're just a bit like, eh, not my thing.
2: Okay, am <laughs> in trouble if we say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> for, um, you go out in case it's different.
3: So you begin with a B? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> go
2: ahead. Um, for us it was Bali. We'd, um, we'd heard a lot about Bali, um, Everyone goes to Bali, right? Yeah. Uh, especially if you you, you travel full time, it's, it's a place where people spend some time. Um, we were really excited to go, really excited to go. And it was just a bit meh. Do you know what I think it was Was for me is that I was excited because it's when my, our first time going to Indonesia. Um, we'd, we loved so many of the places in, in Southeast Asia. By that point, we'd been to like Vietnam, to Laos, to Thailand, uh, Myanmar. There were so places we've been and we loved. Maybe our expectations were too high, but for me, it just didn't. It was it was too westernised. Mm-hmm. There's there's we stayed on the curry place called changu and honestly, we could have been in in Melbourne or Sydney. Um, we went we went a second time because we're like, no, we can't, we can't be the only people in the world who don't like Bali. <laughs> so we went back again and stayed in the centre and went to Ubud and and it was it was I think we preferred it, but it still just didn't. It
3: just didn't give us any feels, did it? No, no. Um, and, and I don't think it was just that we were grumpy. It was, we, we tried, because then we went, um, we were there, supposed to be there for like, I think we were going to book somewhere for four weeks or six weeks. Mm. We were there for a week, and the answer said, I found this island called Lumbo. It's in the guidebook. So like, where is it? It's about an hour and a half on the boat away. We're like, yeah, let's go there. Let's go there tomorrow. And we just got on a boat and, and went. And it also didn't help that I fell down a hole there. I think I told you <laughs> this. Guys this. Yeah. Um, I fell down a hole, and I was wearing these like, He's like, you know the elephant pants you get that, that you have to yeah. as a Western traveler wear? Yeah. And uh, I hadn't realized till I got home, but I'd split them all the way down the middle. Um, so, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, when I was as he fell down a hole, he fell in a hole that was big that it was up to his neck. like You know, don't just see a head. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big old hole. Did you not see
0: um, this giant hole? It just came out of the blue. It
2: was um, dark.
0: It, um,
3: no. That's a the thing. There was no, no street
0: pavement. lighting. <laughs> no it, papers, uh, no street lighting. It's dark. That makes and, more and, sense. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm just picturing you yeah, just like
0: ambling down the street during midday, like, whoops, like a cartoon. Well,
2: he, has done, he has done that
3: as well. That's the first time I fell down a hole. How many holes point, have you fallen? <laughs> just, well, just in two. my life, three, but travels, two. Okay.
0: <laughs> Was one of them like you fell down a well?
3: Yeah, Lassie.
0: Lassie had to like come like tell Timmy or tell them that Timmy's in the well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, oh people did gosh. rush over to help me <laughs> <laughs> the well
2: that's nice yeah. uh, so maybe that did put you in a bad mood for but
3: it, yeah but... bali's us awesome. bali's ours, though
2: so. yeah but i think what, what maybe you were going on to say about lombok is we we went there for a weekend saying you know, we'll, we'll see what it's like because if it's the same feelings about Bali, we'll probably just get on a plane out of it and we loved it we stayed there for three weeks okay um so i think it's i don't know for some reason we just didn't vibe but if you're if you're similar, if you're the other three people out there in the world who don't like barley, <laughs> ja try Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Um, what would you say yours is
0: most overrated place?
1: I wouldn't say it was overrated for me. I was, I guess, I was disappointed because I was going and expecting like awesome food, and it was Zanzibar. We had fun in Zanzibar, yeah. but the food I thought was just shit. I just like yeah. It was highly, highly disappointing to me. And it's kind of like, all right, we're so close to Africa, so you should have like, and it's called the Spice Islands. Yes, yeah, Spice Island. Not and I order some fish, and it's kind of like, uh, shit. Did you drive it across the damn parking lot <laughs> four or five times and then throw <laughs> it on the plate because it tastes like shit?
0: Maybe. maybe, maybe <laughs> okay. Yeah. And we tried to go like, it was like, we don't want to go the touristy places, the five-star hotels. Like we want to go like where local people eat. And we did have some amazing food, but over, I mean, amazing. That's too nice. We had some nice food, but overall it was just a bit like, eh. And like Zanzibar is beautiful. Oh, it's a
1: gorgeous place. And the people are super nice. But, like I said, they, they promote everything. It's like, this is the Spice Islands. We do everything proper. We cook this way. And, it, and it's supposed to have like a Creole, Cajun, African spice. thing. it's kind of like the. Um,
0: but that was solely based on the food.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was 100% yeah. on the food. Which,
0: honestly, like a lot of our travel is about what we eat and what we drink. And the, that influences the experiences that we have. So, yeah. I'm I would probably agree with you and I would say one and I feel really bad about saying this because I have a lot of friends from here but one that I felt was a bit overrated was uh, Lebanon. For food. Uh, Or was it overall? mm, I I just think maybe it's not my vibe. Like, So we live in the UAE. We have amazing Lebanese food here that's you can have five star Lebanese food. You can have like Mom's kitchen, Lebanese food. It's all amazing. And so we went there. I thought like, wow, it's gonna be like even better. And I was just a bit like, eh. Maybe it was because we were only in Beirut. Yeah. When we got out of Beirut, the scenery was gorgeous. We loved the travels that we got to do within the country. But I was just a bit like and then also like it had like the like the old side and then the westernized side. But the westernized side like you were saying, it felt like you could be anywhere.
3: Yeah. Like
0: there's like Zara and H&M. And I was like, I could be shopping any place I want to be in like, and maybe that was our own fault for ending up in that area. But
1: Oh, I mean, we didn't really know anybody. Yeah. We were just trying Anyways, to find the city.
0: I would say that that's probably mine yeah. for overrated. Yeah. Okay, so big question. What is the next place that you plan to travel to? Not to move to, but like, do you have any trips Planned
2: in the near future? Abu Dhabi. Well, in terms of travel, we're going to what we're trying to do while we're in Croatia, because we're in Croatia for on a year visa. We want to see, make sure we see lots of places in Croatia. So we're going this weekend up to Zagreb, which is the capital. Uh we've passed through there very quickly, but not spent much time, so we're doing three nights there. Um, we've come back to the UK for Christmas. I'm not sure that counts. Mm. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no offence to friends and family. It's just a really long drive.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and it's not but, much of yeah, a holiday. No, 20, 26 hours.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's and you guys drive
0: because you have the dog. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, that's why, yeah. that's the purpose of the driving.
3: Plus, because we've got a UK car, it needs to go back once a year for a check.
0: Oh, um, right. I don't
3: right, know what right. you guys call it in America, but it's an MOT over here for like an annual mm-hmm. check. Um, but then after that, we're probably going to try to go to the lakes in, um, um, in Croatia and then down the... down. It's weird, we've been, never been to Split or Zadar or Dubrovnik, even though we've been very close to them. We've been on the islands from there and inland from there. We've never actually been to those, mm-hmm. so we thought we'd go to those when it's a bit quieter, uh, maybe in some sort of January, February time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's, uh, so that's it. What about I, you guys?
0: I think we could do a long weekend in January or February and yeah. meet these guys in Croatia for a
1: bit. Inshallah.
0: Come over. Yeah. yeah. Um That would be amazing. We are going to Athens for a national day holiday here, which is the first weekend of December. So we've been to Athens on a layover before. I think we had six hours to get out and explore. And we walked as much as we could in six hours. Took the bus and then walked around like the Acropolis area. But we're going for four nights. Four nights, yeah. Yeah, so. Nice. That'll be really fun. And then um, we'll travel for Christmas.
1: Not sure where. Uh,
0: Not sure where because I don't know what my travel dates are yet. Uh, We don't know if we have two weeks off from work or three weeks off, which is infuriating (laughs) to not know our time off, but that's just how it is here. Um, So but yeah, we've looked at Budapest or I did find one really good flight. It's probably changed now, but the flight was into Paris, which... It would be great to see Paris, but then what I really want to do is then take the train to Switzerland and be in Switzerland over Christmas. I just think that would be completely magical. That would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, who knows? We'll just see where the flight deals are and see what time we have off
2: work. Yeah. But we'll be, we'll be somewhere.
1: Definitely be somewhere.
2: Yeah. Cool. We'll keep an eye on flights to Croatia. Yeah. Amazing. We always do.
0: Yeah. And then I think in <laughs> um, in the spring, we're planning on going to Turkey because we planned it for We've been planning two, this two for years ago. Years. And then we actually we had like everything booked and had to cancel because COVID, obviously. And then last year we were hoping to go and then we couldn't go because of COVID again. So, yeah, hopefully this year Turkey
2: can actually happen.
1: Yeah, inshallah.
2: Yeah, Istanbul's yeah. been our list for a while, hasn't it? <laughs>
1: And that's where we want to go. We want to In go fact, to, I want to go
3: to Georgia. Oh, yeah. No. Sorry. No, no go Geor- ahead.
0: Georgia, do it. Amazing.
3: And, uh, but that means driving through Turkey, and I think Leanne's a little bit wary about driving the length of Turkey.
2: Yeah, it is a very big maybe. country. I think it's just one to fly into, maybe.
3: Yeah. And
1: I, don't, I didn't do it personally. We had a, I had a friend that went to Istanbul, and then he bought a motorcycle in Istanbul and spent four months just riding Turkey on a motorcycle. Yeah. And he said it was one of the best things he's ever done.
0: So if anybody has four months off work, yeah. go for it. <laughs> or you can work <laughs> remotely. Yeah. Yeah. Pull over, stop in the coffee shops. But yeah, Istanbul, we want to do Istanbul and then um, Cappadocia. Do the hot air balloons and.
1: Do all the caves and everything they yeah. have there.
0: Wow. That would be really exciting. incredible. And if we have, it again, I don't know how much time I have off work, but uh, if we have, two weeks, which we're hoping that we do, then we'll probably drive from Istanbul to Cappadocia and do like a road trip along the way and stop. If we only have one week, we'll have to fly. And yeah. so.
1: a short flight if we have to fly.
0: Nice. Yeah. So outside of that, where is your next step? For like when you finish your year in Croatia on your visa, where are you going to go next? Do you have any plans?
2: Um, if you'd have asked us that question yesterday, <laughs> we yeah. would have said... We would have absolutely said Portugal. Um, but I'm sure you guys are the same, Like when you start to look into actually the, the whole situation in terms of visas, in terms of tax, in terms of cars, in terms of how you can spend there, um, things get a bit more complicated. So Portugal still likely. We're looking at Greece as well. Um, or going back to Bosnia. We only ever spent four weeks in Bosnia. So we, um, we want to go back and spend a bit more time there because we loved it so much. So. Anyone
3: else on the list? um, No. Well, no, I I think we've... There's there's, there's the likes of Montenegro. Serbia's got some kind of digital nomad Mm, visa. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: But I think that we we did... I think our our preference would be Portugal. Um, We just need to work out what the best situation is for tax because the top rate of tax is like 47% or something. Oh, wow. No
2: thanks.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm.
2: It's weird for us. It's a new... Territory because we we were travelling full time before COVID hit and then we were in lockdown for so the last two years. We've spent longer periods of time in one place and then with Croatia we just we'd been here before, but for some reason it just felt different, didn't it? Just loved it and wanted to spend some time here. So this is kind of our first, or well, the next move will be kind of figuring out where to go. Is is where we want to be long term? That's what we're going to try next, rather than hop like once a month like we used to. Is actually trying somewhere for an extended period of time um so it's it's a bit of a new adventure another it's another chapter in our yeah. yeah sounds Portfolio like a
0: new sounds like, like a new season <laughs> a new season for podcasting yeah 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 exactly um yeah i would say we feel the same as that it changes every day yeah. what, what we're planning because like i said earlier some days i'm like my contract is up in July. We could be out of here like mid-August. Where could we be? What could we do next? And then other days it's like, oh. oh, we really love it here. We have such a great social life. It'll be, it's fine. We'll stay for
1: another year.
0: This is our seventh year here. Like I go by academic years. So this is our seventh year that we've just started. And it's like, once you get to seven, shouldn't you stay to 10? I don't know. It just seems like a good even number to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyways, we'll see. We'll see. But I think Greece is definitely on our list. So, like I said, we've been to uh, Corfu and Athens briefly before. And then we spent some time in Santorini this summer. And we're going back to Athens.
1: Yeah, Corfu, if you ever get a chance to go there, we were there for
0: like... Mm, just a few nights. A few yeah. nights. We beautiful. were going to Albania, actually, yeah. and just had to stay in Corfu. But it was Beautiful, amazing.
1: beautiful place. Right on the sea. Great people. Amazing.
0: I mean, yeah. it's Greece.
1: Yeah, What's not to love wine. You've got
0: like... The food, the wine, the culture, it's it's amazing. So, but other than that, it changes daily where we want to be. Montenegro has also been on our list. We have some friends who have property in Montenegro and really love it. And then always, always, always on our list is Thailand.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. We can't wait for... That part of travel to open up again. Yeah. yeah. We sit, don't we, sometimes and just dream about, like, let's imagine we could go, like, where would you go? Where would you stay? Where would you where would you try? And we must have planned a trip to Thailand in our heads about 10 times over the last 18 months. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Agreed. But, of course,
3: going to Thailand means we leave our dog at home. <clears throat> yeah. And, um, and also coming from, like, the disadvantage of Greece is that uh, we drive, you know, if we're driving back to the UK, which we probably would do once a year, it's such a long drive. From Greece to the UK,
0: yeah. I mean, it's I
3: can't two and it's half. one
2: end of Europe to the other. Yeah. End of I was like, how? It's two and a half thousand
3: that? miles from Portugal to, to to the UK, so it's got to be
2: Greece, four thousand yeah. miles. Wow. Isn't it? Must be. Yeah. That's or half, maybe that's
3: kilometers. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> so that's <laughs> half anyway, our way back <laughs> to Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> we're, we're <laughs> eight, might be kilometers. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're eight thousand miles from home, but man, I can't imagine the drive. However, yeah, at, least, cool. at least you like each other. <laughs>
3: And the dog. Not in the car, we don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, at least now you have – Different um, rules in the car. You can listen to this podcast just on repeat. It would surely keep you entertained. There we go.
3: Yeah. yeah. There we go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It wouldn't last very long.
0: <laughs> like, sick of those accents. <laughs> Turn that off. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anything else like fun and exciting coming up on the podcast that we should be on the lookout for?
2: We've got a couple of cool interviews coming up, haven't mm-hmm. we? Um, Al spoke to a guy who has been started traveling Europe on a motorbike with a sidecar that his dog sits in. Oh, no. I love I... sidecars with dogs.
3: Well, we, I'd never seen one before and I saw it on Facebook and he said, I've just arrived in Split. And I was like, we've got to talk to you. So he came on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. So that's coming out possibly a week on Thursday. Yeah. And then this Thursday, we've got the very first digital nomad um, in Croatia, in terms of getting the visa. So this is the first, the the, the lady who got the visa, the very first visa. Um, And she's cool, got loads of stories. And then we're talking to the guy who runs the website Portugalist, which is like the number one resource for uh, anyone thinking of moving to Portugal. You've probably probably been on it. Amazing. He's very kind. Come, uh, We're going to talk to him in a week or so so that's really cool so excited about Matt, that.
0: you yeah. guys have come a long way from, inter- from interviewing us you've really stepped it up.
3: are <laughs> <laughs> still our favorites. Yeah,
0: they have to say that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Just cause they're on ours.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, we got a really good uh, cool guy coming up uh, his name is Marcus Smith from Dubai he's from the UK but he's been in Dubai pretty much his whole life and he's got a really cool story he's a former rugby player um, then started his own gym, and now he does like motivational speaking. Yeah. and talks to kids. It's a really cool story. Uh, it's really cool how he came full circle back yeah. to you know being a motivational speaker and yeah. a gym owner.
0: And then we also have some interviews coming up with um, people in the UAE who from different parts of the world do different things. A couple of friends of mine who I'm involved in cat rescue with and like animal welfare in the country, just talking about how they ended up in the UAE and how they got involved in cat rescue and why it's important for animal welfare. And then, um, we've also got <laughs> just a few different expats who have some crazy stories to tell different backgrounds. Yeah, uh, one okay. of our friends owns He opened the first...
1: It's not the first brewery in the UAE. It's the first beer distributor for the UAE. So he brews beer in the U.S. And it's only sold... Well, until last month, it was only sold in the UAE.
0: Or In the Middle East now. So it's like... Now it's in the UAE. um, Africa. It's in Egypt. It's in Oman. Yeah. a A few other places in Africa. But yeah, so... Anyway, so, yeah, some different interviews. Uh-huh. Also, we, have, we haven't shared much about our travels other than we talked about our Christmas trip to Prague and Vienna, our first trip. Uh, and then we shared about, like, weird things we've seen, like fish on an elevator.
1: That's the weirdest That's damn weird. thing.
0: Speaking yeah. of, what is one of the strangest things you've experienced as an expat? not just like as an expat, but through your travels, through staying in places, what's just like a weird situation you've been involved in or have witnessed?
3: While you're thinking, uh, we got an Uber in 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 fact it was in Croatia the very first time we came. We got an Uber um, and we went around to to get into the the passenger side and there was a woman already in it. (laughs) Or maybe we're just sharing the Uber with someone else. So we got in the back. Turns out it was it was the driver who was about twelve. It was his mum, and she'd come along for the ride. So and halfway through the uh, through the journey, she turned around with a bag of sweets and said, "Do you want a sweet?" <laughs> yes, a candy, I do. Sorry. Thank yeah. you
0: very much. So, <laughs> yeah, because you're twelve year old
2: driving so that me. That was quite strange. <laughs> that is bizarre. Yeah,
3: that was quite strange. Do you think anything else?
2: Um, I think bizarre but lovely. When we were in Kerala in India, um, we were in we were in one of the few bars that well bars places of alcohol um having a couple of beers and they there aren't many western tourists that go to the place that we were staying so we'd had other people kind of stop us and talk to us i want to take a picture um but this um the um waiter came over and was like oh there's there's a couple here and they're celebrating their first wedding anniversary and they'd really like to meet you and it's like okay and we were like sure (laughs) like we know we're just no one special right and he was like yeah yeah they just want to meet So, um, so they came over and they were so sweet and lovely weren't they and they said, "Oh, do you want to come have some cake with us?" And like they lit the cake, and they were singing, and Aww. we're in the family pictures. And <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange, but very sweet. And they funny. even fed you cake. They did didn't they? feed me cake, like what? you, was, like you, you were like you were in the wedding. Times, yeah, but... pretty different <laughs> times, different times. Yeah, of course, that is bizarre,
0: but <laughs> is. but very nice. Yeah, I think. Very nice. see, well,
1: how about you? I... The weirdest thing I've ever. since we were in. Uh, I think we were in Sri Lanka. We were in Sri Lanka. I was trying to think of the something queen, something hotel that a friend of ours told us to go to. He's like, oh, it reminds me of the UK. And I went to this place and I was like, "Uh, this is not what I would think of the UK. It was a dump. And
0: like, to be very, even the people there were like, why are you going there? And when we messaged our friend, he was like, ha ha,
2: gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. So
1: (laughs) I rucked up into the lift doing something. And a dude, our man, got on the on the lift with me and pulled a fish, a grilled fish, out of a bag and started eating it on the lift as we were going up. Like,
0: no plate, no cutlery, just like a whole fish with the bones and everything. And we're like, just like, is that a fish like, on the elevator? Weird.
1: I was like, I guess if you need lunch, this is the time.
0: Yeah. So we did one episode (laughs) all about um, elevator etiquette because here in the UAE, elevators are part of our life every single day, living in high-rise apartments, working in places, going to the mall even – everywhere has a lift and we talk about weird things that we've seen and that one topped the list. I also like people get in the elevator eating their breakfast in the morning, which I get you're rushed, but like they have an actual mug, like not a travel mug, an actual mug of coffee and they're like (laughs) balancing a bowl of porridge on top of it, like slurping it. I'm like, do you know you're in the elevator with, yeah. a, with other people? You could have left weird. 10 minutes ago. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> eat it in your car. Bring it, eat it in your car. But, anyways, uh, I think <laughs> my weirdest travel experience.
1: Oh, no. Uh, Sri Lanka. We had a, a taxi driver that had six fingers on each hand,
0: mm.
1: which kind I mean, of freaked was, me out a little bit. Which
0: is interesting. Yeah. He had a really good grip on the steering wheel.
2: <laughs> yeah you must
3: find
0: it hard to get gloves and stuff so. yeah uh, <laughs> is it warm was it? no gloves needed <laughs> <laughs> but I actually think one of the weirdest things that ever happened to me was here in Abu Dhabi and I've definitely <laughs> never shared this on the podcast before we had just moved here um, it was my first day of work so long story short, I didn't get a school placement originally. They just put me on like the reserve list and told me like, stay at the pool, enjoy yourself. Don't worry. And I was like, no, no. I was like, I'm here to work. That sounds like a scam. I want to do my job. So I ended up going in to this like training that I wasn't invited to. And they were like, you're not on our list. I was like, you're right, but I'm here anyways. And because I went, I ended up getting placed at this specific school from the lady that was doing the training. And it. It just all worked out really well. So my first day of school was actually the kids' first day as well. So I had no, like, meeting anyone, knowing where I was going. Uh, Where we live is an island, like Reem Island, an island right off the city of Abu Dhabi. And at that point, it was really new. And so we didn't have a lot of taxis. And it's the first day of school. So there's, like, no available taxis at all. I'm freaking out that I'm going to be late. We don't have a car yet. I don't know how the bus system works and so I'm like okay like I know uber works here so I get an uber <laughs> the guy calls me and he's like where are you so I tell him where I am and he tells me his name and uh he he pulled up and I was like are you say like Ahmed or whatever and he's like yeah, yeah yeah jump in the car we're driving and I look over at him and I'm like this guy has one eye I'm not sure he should be a driver and uh like yeah yeah he had a glass eye which I mean no problem at all but like it's just a bit weird if you're like somebody who's driving for their profession to have impaired vision perhaps and uh then my phone rings I answer it it's my uber driver and he's like uh I'm here where are you and I literally turned and looked at the guy and I said, who the fuck are you? And he was like, I eh, 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 just laughed. And I was like texting Daniel. I was like, I'm not going to make it out of here. I'm dead. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to me. This guy drove me to my school and like he didn't know what Google Maps was. Like, he's definitely not a driver. He just like picked me up on the side of the road and I got into his car thinking he's my Uber driver. I get to my school and he's like, um, luckily I knew where it was. And uh, he's like, take my number, take my number. I pick you up. What time? I was like, oh yeah, 5.30. I got off at 2.30. And uh, I, was like, oh, I was like, I'll was call you, don't worry. Got into school. I was like hugging the first person, first person I could find. I was like, I almost died. I was almost abducted on the way to work today. <laughs> Yeah, so then I uh, I found a group of people to carpool with, so yeah. I didn't.
1: Then we bought a car.
0: Yeah. But that was a very strange experience. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like, I was trying to, like, think, is this, like, the movie Taken? Like, how do I get out of this car while it's moving? Can I just, like, tuck and roll out the side? Bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was really scared for a little bit, and then I was, like, angry at him. I
1: was not yeah, you would have beat him down.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh like, yeah.
1: Fuck you. Yeah, I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he just laughed. I don't think he knew any English. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Anyways, I think that's my weirdest experience. And that's yeah. been here. And that's not like. I think he might win. That's not yeah. indicative of how life is here at all. No, no. And at it's all. actually illegal to like pick up people in your car here unless you're a certified driver for a company. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how that happened, but it happened to me on my first day. <laughs> yeah (laughs) anyways all right
1: well i think that about wraps everything that we could talk about
0: we look forward to seeing like what you guys have coming in your future whether it's travels or moving somewhere different so excited to see if you end up in portugal or greece or bosnia
3: yeah definitely well likewise and there's an open invitation so uh, you just tell us when you're coming and yeah, We'll tell you
0: where we are Yeah, Same here, yeah. absolutely You know, I know it sounds like that we uh, know you so well And I feel like we do I mean, our WhatsApp group is just full of ridiculous memes and nonsense <laughs> um, <laughs> But one of these days we're going to have to meet in person
2: Yeah,
1: sit down and actually yeah. have a beer together
0: The world will never be the same
2: <laughs> no. They were not it'll be messy <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, maybe that would like put the world back in order again though yeah. Maybe that's what's happening we need to make it like yeah. we need to get together and set We're everything gonna, straight. So we have
2: to meet to actually fix the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, been waiting on vaccine. us. Oh, Yeah. All right. Well,
0: that's settled. <laughs> We're coming to see you guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And we'll link uh, your details below so anybody can get in touch with you if they have questions about living abroad, working abroad, specifically in the places where you've been in the past and
1: yeah yeah definitely find their podcast and check it out uh it's a sideways life it's pretty epic i listen to it every time it's out so i think we've listened to all of them yes yeah i'm
0: a fan i'm a fan i'm a fan girl can't help it (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah and thank oh, you thank guys you so much thank you so much for having us
0: well oh, you, you guys have inspired you know you gave us the like the courage to get started with podcasting and answered all of the annoying questions that we had so we're forever grateful for yeah. you and we will always have you to blame
1: <laughs> and everybody else <laughs> will too yeah
0: all right <laughs> thanks thank you y'all. guys see you later see y'all So much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, share it on social media, give us a rating, and leave a review. These really help us. Follow and connect with us on Instagram at Our Wayward Life, and reach out to us with any questions either through social media or email at Our at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.